Welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman, the podcast dedicated to helping you build the business of your dreams and live the life you always hoped for, with valuable and fun tips and info to make your life easier and more fun. And now, here's your host, a man who sprinkles metal shavings on his breakfast cereal just for fun, Jason Silverman. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. I'm your host, Jason Silverman, and I'm thrilled to share some time with you today. As you know, I'm always on the hunt for interesting as well as super smart Real Deal guests. And i got to tell you, I've been looking at today's show I've been looking at today's show and to today's show for months. So I want to introduce my listeners to somebody who's truly been there and done that and is changing lives the world over. So I'm excited to pick his brain for your benefit as well as my benefit as well. Now, for the folks who I work with in any of my coaching programs or through Powerful Words Character Development or All-Star Cheer Sites or the Jason's Army Mastermind Group, you know how much I focus on the importance of helping small businesses to not just do well, but also to do good, right? Well, this show is going to help us to do just that. So today it's going to be my honor and privilege to share an amazing resource with you. You're going to love today's guest. He's got a ton of valuable information about something, something new, but not so new, but new in a way that it's being done in a really smart way. So I really want you to strap yourself in and, and pay careful attention. I think, I think he's got a lot to teach us today. As I'm sure you already know, I'm committed to helping business owners just like you to become more successful, enjoy your career more, and in general, make your life significantly more fun. We only get one ride on this merry-go-round, folks. Let's make sure it's one hell of a ride, shall we? Alrighty, boys and girls, it is now that time. I want you to stop surfing Facebook, put away your phone, your tablet, your dog, your cat, your spouse, your significant other, anything that might possibly distract you from today's show. You're about to get some great and immediately implemental information, and I don't want you to miss even a second of it. So, before we officially get going, let me give you a little bit of background about our special guest expert today. Matt Sharp is the co-founder and president of Causely, as well as a multi-location small business owner. His lifelong passion is to have a positive influence on the world and the lives of others. Under his leadership, Causely has worked with over 5,000 locations and recently reached its goal of donating $2 million. In addition, Causely has been named the number one small business to work for in Kentucky and was listed ninth on Entrepreneur Magazine's Best Company Cultures in America's list. Matt, welcome to The Real Deal. I'm thrilled to have you today. I really appreciate it. Hey, fabulous. So, listen, before we get started, uh, for those who haven't had the opportunity and pleasure of meeting you or hearing you speak, take a second, if you would, share your story with my listeners. What are you passionate about? What makes you tick? Who is Matt Sharp? Oh, wow. Uh, I'll get. I'll try to, like, encompass that in uh, kind of the Cliff Notes version. Uh, I, I feel like um, everything that I've done in life uh, is kind of boiled down to a few kind of key things that are important to me. Um, I want to have influence and I want to have impact. So within those two things or anything that I'm working on, um, I want my, I want my part of that to be some sort of an influence on the outcome. Uh, and that, that's probably why I've kind of driven everything toward the entrepreneurial path because I, I believe that entrepreneurs, uh, control their destiny. So they have influence over the decisions that are made and, um, and then the second half of that is is impact. Like I want the thing that I'm working on to mean something. I want there to be some sort of legacy there, 
or some sort of impact made, um, something that makes the world a little better uh, after I'm here than it was before I got here. And, and I want the products or the programs or anything that we do to, to positively impact people's lives. So that's kind of like the 100,000-foot view of, of kind of how I got to where I'm at. Those two things are just really important to me. Um, but just, just some really quick background. Um, I went to college, got my master's degree, two undergraduate degrees. Uh, those were all based around criminal justice and police administration. I went into policing, uh, spent 10 years there, seven years of that was an investigator. Three of that was working for uh, the DEA as a task force officer. And all during that time, I had uh, side businesses. I was uh, getting some patents on some police products uh, that I developed when I was in the academy. Uh, I was teaching college. Uh, during that time, and also got into the kind of the fitness space. I found, found a fitness concept that I really liked and started training people before and after work and got enough of a following to partner with somebody and open up some uh, some gyms. Uh, and then I'm probably about, I'm trying to think now, time's gone, probably about six years ago, uh, my partner in the gym business uh, had the idea to start a company in which the company, in which the company was designed to give back. Like it was the, the output of the company wasn't just profit, but it was impact in the world. That was just part of the DNA of the company. That company is now what you see as Causely. And I consulted for that company for probably, I think around a year. And as it started to take off, there became a, like a full-time position there. And that's when I left the police department, which no one does uh, at 10 years. No one leaves government work at 10 years. Um, left a lot of money on the table and left that job to go work at a startup. And then that startup, we, we focused initially on Facebook games that give money back to church, that donate money to charity. Uh, we had a very successful game. We got up to about a million active players a day in that game. And then a few years ago, uh, we came up with the idea to leverage what we learned in the game to help brick-and-mortar businesses. There are a lot of things that happen online um, that have helped the online community and products grow that brick and mortar are still trying to figure out how to make those things work kind of in the real life. So there were some things that we learned working with the games that we applied to our own small business that ended up helping us grow uh, through social media. Um, that thing that we did uh, ended up becoming a side project because there was a lot of interest there. And uh, after about a year of working on this side project that, that was called Sweat Angels, uh, we cut it loose and we started letting other gyms and other small businesses sign up for it. Um, fast forward to today, we've worked with about 5,000 businesses. Like like you said, Jason, we we, we just passed. I think we're really close to $2.5 million donated. Um, but that's kind of how we got that's – sorry, that, that's how I and kind of the company got to where we are today. I love that. Well, well let's talk about Causely for a second. You know, <clears throat> what – what really prompted it? Why why did you choose to move in that direction? Uh, the the direction we are right now. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of a crazy story. I was I was at an event uh, that our that a local church put on. It's it's for local business owners, and one of the topics was um, how how can you how can you use your business or how can you leverage your business to provide to to have a positive impact in your community. And one of the things that we had learned kind of in the games was that if, 
if we could, if there were behaviors that were good for the business or good for a person, we could incentivize those behaviors by tying them to a donation. So, for instance, if if I wanted, if I wanted Jason, if I wanted you to do push-ups every morning, and I know that would be good for you, and I was just like, Jason, will you please do push-ups every morning? You you might say yes, probably no, um, but you probably wouldn't stick with that. Um, and one of the things we learned how to do really effectively was to come up with a system where I would say, Jason, hey, every morning. For every push-up you do every morning, I'm going to provide a meal to a child. And I want you to do 10 push-ups every morning because that's 10 meals to kids. And we would see that framework change people's behavior. So when we were in this meeting, one of the things that our, one of the things that our gym business wanted to do was, was have people come to the gym more often. Uh, we knew that, we knew that if people came Three days as opposed to two days, they saw better results. If they came four days versus three, they saw better results. But we didn't have a really good way to ask them to come to the gym more that, that didn't sound like us just asking them to work out more. Uh, so there was this idea that came out of that that was like every time somebody comes to the gym, let's donate a meal to a kid. It gives us the ability to do something good. It gives the member uh, a, a good kind of fun, hopeful incentive to, to be more active. And and it and it's good for the nonprofit because they get exposure and they get a donation. And we as a gym will cover all the donations. And I remember leaving that meeting and calling Lincoln, who's uh, my business partner, and I was like, I got this idea. It's burning like a hole in my brain. I've had the I've had like those instances a few times in life, and I, I've kind of get where I recognize them. And I was like, this thing's burning a hole in my brain. We got we got to talk about this. And we talked for like two or three hours that night about the idea and probably within two weeks we had it up and running at our at our gym um, it was not fancy and one of the other things i've learned as an entrepreneur is that you just have to get started um, you, you just kind of have to go you have to like go do this thing and not like overthink it and overanalyze it mm-hmm. and just kind of sit at house sit at the house and like wait for the perfect time because there's no there's no perfect time with these things and and one of one of my favorite quotes is when Elon Musk said, um, "When you come up with the idea for a company, you have to understand that ninety percent of what you think is wrong. You just don't know that yet, right? So you you go into it knowing." And and we kind of just said, "Hey, let's just try it out in our own gym." And I remember creating all the promotional materials in PowerPoint, screenshotting them and posting them to Facebook. It was the I made the logo in paint. It was the most janky, <laughs> like. It was hideous, but back then it, it was it was better than sit, like just sitting on the idea. And even with the hideous, janky, like thrown together program, we went from thirty check-ins a month on Facebook to sixteen hundred in one month. So wow. even the jankiest version, we saw this huge increase. I think we reached about three hundred thousand people that month on Facebook. We also donated sixteen hundred meals to kids. With like these PowerPoint slides and a few things we like taught the staff, but it it, it was by no means a well-oiled machine, you know, <laughs> day one. And uh, that 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 initial success led to a lot of other businesses reaching out to us saying, "I don't know what you guys are doing, but all I see is people checking in on Facebook at your business, and what the heck is Sweat Angles?" Because no one knew what a Sweat Angel was, so they would say Sweat Angles, and um, they're like, "What is that?" And, you know, when you get that initial, when you get that initial success, that, that's when for like an entrepreneur, like the light bulb should go off and like, Hey, there's something here. 
I don't know exactly what it is, but like I found like a little vein of gold that I need to like go after. So we ended up partnering with about 30 businesses over the next year. I'm, I'm compressing this, but we ended up partnering with about 30 businesses over the next year, testing different causes, different kind of call to action, uh, different picture, <laughs> different ways of uh, displaying cause. So like one of the things you'd never think of, but um, pictures of one kid outperform pictures of 10 kids, hmm. right? Um, and it's because it, what we believe, it's because you're able to um, have more of a connection with a kid than a group of kids because we would test these things. We even test these things in a game. Uh, so just things like that. And there's just things you just don't know going into it. And over that year, we really learned how to help these businesses run the program, how to help them succeed. And at the end of that year is kind of when we crossed our fingers and started running Facebook ads. And um, as it took off, we slowly um, kind of uh, de-emphasized the gaming business. And we ended up selling the gaming business to Zynga, um, who's a fairly big player in, the, in that space. If you guys remember Farmville and all the crazy invites, yeah. uh, so we 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 sold that and we went all in on this idea, and um, we're we're in the middle right now of a, kind of another pivot again, um, which is which is a lot of fun, um, but it's it's been a it's been a very fun journey though, but it's been very messy. Well, but it always is. It always <gasps> always always is. So tell me about the, the the small businesses that you own. That we own. Yeah. All right. So, uh, me and Lincoln own three gyms together. Um, two of those are CrossFit gyms. One of them is a is a kind of a boot camp heart rate uh, concept. Um, me and my wife own a children's fitness program, um, and then I own a little bit of a of another CrossFit in, in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, one that I was helping those guys by consulting, and came into ownership that way. And, and kind of help that business um, kind of reboot. So most of them are fitness businesses. I used to have a consulting business I did with with business uh, with uh, fitness businesses, but that's that takes up an extremely it takes up a lot of time. Um, so I end up having to, I, I just don't do that anymore. Or or I will give somebody a price that that it has to be worth it for me to do that. Um, but I don't do that as much anymore. So mainly in the fitness business, uh, but really focused on the kids, the kids kind of concept we're developing right now. Yeah. I'm actually really excited about that. Uh, you and I have spoken offline about that. And yeah. I got to tell you, I mean, a, it's really, it's needed in this world. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, I've watched the videos. I, I've, I've, you know, I've kind of, I've kind of followed you around on this and, and I think it's such a, it's such a great concept, so I'm, I'm excited to see that come to, uh, massive fruition. So that's exciting. You know, after working with with so many small businesses, um, what would you say are the top two or three takeaways that you've learned? Hmm. I, one of them, I think, that a lot of people miss is to just be obsessed with the customer experience. Um, a lot. Of, a lot of businesses get caught up in details that don't really matter to the customer. And at the end of the day, the product, I'll give you an example. So when we, when we train somebody at our gym, we, we talk a lot about the customer experience and they think that just means the class. 
right? They, 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 they think that just means like when they get there and there's a class, like is the class a fun class? But I, we'll walk them outside or basically drive them down the road. The experience starts when like they see the sign and they're driving down the road. What does the sign look like? You know, is it clean? Is it dirty? Is it janky looking? When they pull into the parking lot, is the parking lot clean? Are there dirty diapers laying? Are there like old Happy Meals? You know, when you open the front door, what does it smell like? And literally just like breathing in the customer experience and making sure that that is a great experience. And one of the things we try to do is like take, make like 1% improvements constantly with that experience. So if there's something we can do to the sign, maybe that's something we do one week. If there's something we can do in the parking lot, maybe that's something we do the next week. And over time, you slowly create something amazing. But it doesn't happen overnight. But you have to be obsessed with the experience of the customer. You have to always think, how how can I make this experience better for them? How can I make it easier? Um, how can I make it more enjoyable? How can I make it more engaging? And I think if you can do that, I'm not saying that everything else doesn't matter, but if that's not right, nothing else like nothing else will save you. Right? I, I, I got to tell you, you know, I, I take notes um, during all my podcast interviews, and what I what I keep hearing, and, and what's so amazing to me, is that so you run, you, you've got these fitness gyms, CrossFit gyms, whatever, where you're 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 having people do things that are challenging. You're pushing them, and yet. The commentary you just gave, which I think is brilliant, is how do we make things easier and more comfortable? How do we get a, give them a better client experience? How do you marry the two of those concepts? Because, again, you're kicking somebody's ass to make sure they, they get into better shape to drive them through yeah. the plateaus. And yet you're still saying, how do we make it easier and more pleasant? How do you do that? Well, I don't necessarily think it has to be more pleasant. It just has <laughs> to be a better – yeah, it has to be a better experience. So – um, I'll give you an example. So there is, we always go look at other concepts as well. So there was a gym we visited in Atlanta. And um, after the class, they walked around with these cold towels and cups of water. And it was just like, it was this little thing, but it, it, it just made the class, like it just ended the class on a really good note, you know. And it was just like this extra level of professionalism an experience that like other gyms were like, and, and most gyms you would never think that like at the end of the class, go hand out towels and in cold water, you know, but it's, it's something small. It's, it's really small, but for the client, it, it was, it was a much better experience. And so I think. Right. So it didn't cost them a whole hell of a lot of money. No, it doesn't cost them hardly anything. It's just being thoughtful. So, but I think someone at that gym, I promise you is obsessed with the customer the client having a really good experience and they have got to the end of a workout and they sit there like dripping in sweat and, and somebody said man it would be nice you know like if somebody just like brought me a towel and some water right now like that would be that would be freaking awesome and they just started doing it but there there's little like there's little improvements like that along the entire experience i'll give you another example when i call when i call a business and they have a janky voicemail i hate that Right. Or if it's like a robot talking to me, like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a really janky experience. But if I call and on the second ring, somebody's like, Hey, blah, blah, blah. How can I help you? Like to me, that might be backward in technology, but it's a really good experience for me, the customer to not have to go through like a NASA switchboard to ask somebody like the hours, 
that you're open. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just, it's so there, but there's those improvements exist everywhere. And I think another mistake I see a lot of businesses make is they don't focus on that. They, they spend two hours cleaning the gym, but they don't focus on that. They spend two hours getting the towels washed, like pay somebody else to do that. Like that, that's not your craft. Anything that takes you off your craft it is a mistake. And I see so many, I see so many small businesses, they get obsessed with like saving a dime here and they're missing like a thousand dollars in another category. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the whole, the whole stepping over dollars to pick up pennies, um, seems to run rampant in the after school activity world in general. Um, I, I get it. I most certainly get it. Let's, uh, I want to, I want to shift gears for a sec. Um, yeah. let's talk social media. Um, obviously it's a major component of Causely. So, you know, why do you feel social media is important and really valuable for small businesses? Yeah. So it's because people are like, people do not respond to traditional ads anymore. People, people care about stories. And they care about the, the referrals from their friends. So the rise of ad blockers is exponential. Um, it's really hard. And, and if anybody goes to YouTube and watches a video, like you cannot wait to hit the skip ad button, right? That, that company paid a tremendous amount of money for you to hit skip ad. It's not that effective. Uh, it's just really hard. And people with the rise of basically everything on demand, um, People are used to watching shows without commercials. Uh, people read the newspaper less. Uh, people are looking at Facebook for news, so they're not seeing a lot of stuff that they're not interested in. Uh, when they go to Amazon, they're only seeing products that they're interested in. So people people are used to kind of a personalized experience, and traditional ads just don't work anymore. Um, I mean, in, sorry, in some instances they do, but like with the customers we're trying to track, they do not. So social media really affords you the the opportunity to to tell a story and have your clients tell a story in a in a very very easy way. Um, if 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 our business ran ads and said you know like best gym in town, that is there that is noise that is just white noise to everybody that sees that because everyone says that right like everyone says they're the best gym, everyone's got some sort of special going on, um, and outside of location like. And, uh, it just feels it, for for somebody on the outside, it just feels the same. But the second a client of yours says, "I love my gym," the second they say that on social media, Facebook pro- it probably shows that to five or six hundred of their friends. That that is more powerful than anything you could ever tell them because they don't trust you. They have no relationship with you. They don't trust you. You're like everyone else who's asking for their money. The second that a friend says that. That, that's, that's kind of where the money's at, I think. So the, the things that we try to preach are tell really good stories about the business online. And I think the best way to do that is through video. Um, so tell really good stories and then get your people to refer you. Cause also when they get a referral, what's that person going to do? They're going to go to your Facebook page or your, to your website and check you out. And if that's not a good experience, remember like all those points, if it's, if that's not a good experience, People have a very low tolerance for crap now. So if they go to the website and it doesn't load fast, they're out. If they go to the website and they can't tell them like three seconds what you do, they're out. So 
those things are just real important. And I, I think social media, I mean, the fact that you have influencers that get paid just to post stuff should be a huge indicator. Like there, there are celebrities that just get paid to like post a picture with like a brand of water, right? right on Instagram. And they get paid a lot of money for that. Um, the fact that that exists should be like an eye opener for small businesses that there's something there. Like there's like telling telling stories and getting people to talk about you in a non-traditional way is very powerful. And I respond to that stuff. You know, like if if I had a coupon in the mail that said, you know, best new steak or best new burger place in town, I'd be like, okay. But like if Jason, like if you said, hey, Matt, I just went to this burger place. It's freaking awesome. Like I'm probably going there within a few days, right? You're there for lunch, you, like today, that. Yeah, that thing is <laughs> that thing drives my behavior more than like something from some brand I don't know or I don't trust. Hmm. No, that 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 totally makes sense. And, and quite honestly, um, some of my favorite videos actually are of your real young skills kids. Uh, I know your wife. Oh has, yeah. It, it you know my kids aren't that age anymore. However, I'll tell you, watching the workout that she puts them through, she tells the story without telling the story. You know, For it's sure. Very, it's very clear yeah. that that's a fun place to be. It's very clear that that's probably somebody I want my kids around. It's very clear that everybody there looks like they're enjoying themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and again, it wasn't like you needed um, Francis Ford Coppola to shoot that. No, uh, so all of our videos are shot on an iPhone. Perfect. Like all of them. <laughs> the the most expensive, I'd say, I'd say the most sophisticated thing we've done is we bought, probably in the last six months, we bought. Uh, there's this stabilizing stick that DGI sells mm-hmm. that you can kind of like pan around things, so it makes it look like there's a like it's kind of like it looks like a drone video, but it's literally you're just holding a stick that moves the camera. <laughs> That's probably the most sophisticated. I think that thing was a couple hundred bucks. Um, but if it if it really the fact that you saw those videos and you enjoyed them, it, like it's just more testament that that stuff works. Because if you were ever interested in something, you're definitely going to go check it out. People people want to be so far down the buying process before they talk to a human anymore. Exactly. You know, and that's so. you know the, the fun part about it is even if I don't have kids that age, I know people who do. Right. Exactly. So yeah. if I'm running into that, and I've seen this before in videos where it's like. You know, somebody tags a friend in there, like, "Hey, I think this would be great for your daughter." Or for sure, son. we get those all the time. Well, and, and this this is something that everybody on this call could be doing. Every single person. It's free. It's free. Yeah, it's free to do this. It just it just takes. Here, here's like an easy tip: take a video as the business, share it, and then you personally share the video and tag everyone in the video. Like that's so easy to do. Um, but all of their friends see that. So you're also, you're also reinforcing their relationship with you by tagging them. You're like, Hey, I made this thing with you in it. Um, uh, but then their friends see that. And even without them sharing it, like there's a, there's, there's kind of a, a secondary referral that happens there. And it just also creates brand awareness for you, you know? So those, those things are really easy. That's, that's a really easy thing to do. That's really effective, but. You can't just do that once. Like you always, like you have to do that all the time. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. All right, it is time for a resource of the week. So, 
Tell me this, Matt. Um, what's the best place for uh, for my folks to find out more about you, find out more about Causely? Um, what's the best website to go to um, where they can get that info? Yeah, so Causely.com. It's just causely.com, C-A-U-S-E-L-Y.com. Perfect. And that's, again, yeah. that's something, like I feel that anybody in the after-school activity world, if you've not given this a good look, um, do it today. Put that on your must-dos. You know, it's parents, parents definitely go where they are recommended to go by other parents. I promise you. You oh, know, so if, if you can get a parent talking about you on social media, it will lead to new memberships, 100%. Bingo. All right, I, Matt, I always like to, uh, to end my podcast with what I consider to be a telling question. So yeah. let me ask you this. If you uh -oh. give business owners just one solid piece of advice to either help their business or probably more importantly, help them to live a better life, what would that piece of advice be? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would say this. I, I would say, and this is this is probably like the oldest, like uh, most overused advice, but Find something that you're really passionate about and and go all in on that. <clears throat> and when you do that, when, when you do things in life where you kind of look up and four hours have passed, that that's the type of work you want to do. Like good good four hours have passed. And I and I think when you if you find that thing, also don't get caught up in the details. Like just get started and try to provide an amazing experience for that. Um, and I, I think if you do that, you'll live a more fulfilled life. Um, oh, one last piece of advice to Jason. Sorry, one of the best things I think that I'm doing for my kids is, is raising them in an entrepreneurial home. I, I think, I think that's, that I think who we help kids become is the most important thing that we can do for them. Not what we give them, not even like the skills we teach them. It's who we help them become. And I think raising kids in an entrepreneurial home is the best thing that we can do for them because 80% of the jobs that they're going to be going for do not exist right now. The world is changing so fast. Like when I was in college, Facebook did not even exist. Right. And now our company works with Facebook. So it's, it's not, it's not what you give them. It's not even like the skill. It's, it's, it's like who you help them become. Uh, can they lean in? Can they work hard? Can they adjust? Can they solve problems? Um, can they, do they have confidence? Things like that. And I think raising kids in entrepreneurial homes is the best gift you can get for them. I agree to that one bazillion percent. That's fabulous. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Matt, thank you so much for joining me today. I know how busy your schedule is and, uh, really means the world to me that you'd share some of your time and a whole bunch of wisdom with us. This has been fabulous. So, I appreciate it, man. Oh, I appreciate it as well. Uh, folks, that's all the time we've got today. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. For more info about private coaching or to see if you'd benefit from one of my mastermind groups, visit me over at www.jasonmsilverman.com. I look forward to helping you achieve the success that you truly deserve. Until next time, let me leave you with this. Get out there and be the real deal. Set a goal, make a plan, work like hell towards it, and achieve the success that's waiting for you. Now's the time. Get out there and make it happen. This has been Jason Silverman, and I hope you have a spectacular week. You've been listening to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. To access the great resources mentioned in the show and for information on coaching and mastermind group opportunities with Jason, please visit jasonmsilverman.com.